0: Hey guys, Dane here with the Darkroom Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. In today's episode, I chat with outdoor and lifestyle photographer Forrest Smith. Forrest is a young creative living in New York City. He's been there for a few months, but he was born and raised in Colorado, which gave him access to a lot of the incredible landscapes that you guys have seen on his Instagram page and his portfolio, which is Hayforest.com. So yeah, this dude is all over the place he's shooting different styles and you know adding to his arsenal so we talk about that we also talk about crafting your own vision as a creative and sticking with it expanding your portfolio and expanding your thought process when it comes to to what kind of photographer you want to be and just where you want to take everything um we talk about a ton of good stuff so without further ado here is an awesome conversation with forrest smith Welcome to the Dark Room Podcast, where you'll get to hear from the best full-time creators on the planet, from starting out to where they are now and everywhere in between.
1: Welcome to the Dark Room,
0: Forrest Smith. What's going on, Yo. man?
1: How's it going? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, Good so,
0: to be on here. dude, I'm I'm absolutely pumped to have you on here. So I was telling you before I hit record that um, this is like a unique recording situation for me because i am in the middle of a forest right now in a cabin surrounded by giant trees and i'm sitting on a couch that is like a red like a red plaid like the type of like mountain plaid you know like a mountain man plaid shirt (laughs) yeah um i have a microphone attached to this like side table that is probably not strong enough to fit a microphone but i have one anyways and the recorder on my lap and a laptop next to it. So that's that's my setting. What is your what is, what does your setting look like?
1: I love it. I'm at my apartment on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. So we kind of switched, um, and yeah, I'm just like looking over the city skyline a bit. Um, this beautiful day out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. What's uh, January? Oh no, wait. Yeah, we're in January. Sometimes this has been a really crazy year for me, but yeah. Okay, January. What does January in uh, New York look like right
1: now? It's been crazy. Um, Like a week ago, it was probably six degrees when I woke up and then yesterday it was raining and probably like 45. So it's been all over the place. I I don't know how to dress out here.
0: That's ridiculous. So wait, are you from, are you from New York?
1: No, I'm from a small town in Colorado. um, And I went to school in Oregon for about four years, but I just moved out here about four months ago. And I've been pursuing photography.
0: Nice. Okay, cool. So what, I mean, damn, going back to to Colorado. So you grew up in Colorado and you Mm -hmm. were there until uh, you went off to school
1: then, yeah? Yeah. So I was there until 18. I think I moved like two days before I turned 18.
0: So what was was life like in Colorado? Like what was high school life like
1: out there? Um, It was really great. The town I'm from is... It's hard to describe, um, but I think the way I'd put it is, I, I graduated with uh, like 45 kids in my class. Um, the school I went to was kindergarten through 12th grade, like 500 kids. Oh man! So you know everyone, and
0: um, that's small. That's so small. I had like 4,000 in my graduating class.
1: Yeah, it's incredibly small, and you can climb mountains from town. Like everything you do is outdoors. Everyone's a skier, runner. Yeah. Um, So it's a really interesting environment. I loved it so much. Um, I love the community. I miss it for sure.
0: Yeah. What did you do? What did you do in high school? What was your What was your mo?
1: Um, I ran. I was actually I ran cross country a lot. That's like what I went to school for. Yeah. And then, um, or not like school for, but that's what got me to college and whatnot. And then I also Nordic skied. So I was an All American Nordic skier in high school. A little what? fact. <laughs> yeah, true story. Wait. Okay. So,
0: re- remind me, because I don't know all the the sub skiing categories. What is Nordic For skiing? Sure.
1: That's like it's cross country skiing. Basically, you you have two styles, um, classic and skate, and oh. you like skate. Yeah, you go uphill and downhill. So it's like the people in the spandex suits that you see yeah. in the Olympics and whatnot. Yeah.
0: But not the ones that all of a sudden pull a rifle out of their back and start shooting things, right?
1: No, that's act. That is Nordic skiing, but that's biathlon. So oh like, God. Yeah. i did that a little bit too it's fun it's crazy
0: dude that's crazy so okay so you're kind of like the cross-country dude i've always been curious when i see people running cross-country like is Mm. for for one this is a really dumb question but i'm like genuinely kind of curious like are you having a good time while you do that (laughs) honestly i had a
1: great time yeah i loved it growing up in the mountains it was it was a really great way to see the landscapes and like I can't tell you how many incredible experiences I've had just out running with friends and we'll be like five miles down the trail and nowhere. And like, you just see something that's so incredible or you have a conversation that's like life changing. So I really love that. But it got to the point where when I was in school, I was, I was dedicating so much time and energy to it that I felt like I was, I needed to shift a bit. And, uh, you know, my passions changed. So yeah, that's like sounds kind of like where yeah. photography came in. Yeah. Which is, is great. It opened up doors for me for sure.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So you graduated high school and you were still skiing a lot, I'm sure doing all that, but did you pick up a camera in high school or is that not till after?
1: Um, yeah. So I had a, I had a camera in high school. Um, I had this friend, he was a German foreign exchange student and he bought the, he bought like a Canon 5D Mark Three, which at the time was like huge, insane, yeah. insane. Yeah. So, we would do all the craziest stuff with it. Like, I don't know. He, he taught me how to shoot stars and all this stuff. And that's like really where my passion started. Um, but then my parents, as a graduation gift, when I went to college, they went 50-50 with me for a, uh, what was it? Canon 70D. Yeah, Canon 70D, I think. Nice. And so that's like where my passion started for sure. I had that camera and I was going outdoors a lot. Um, yeah, and it just kind of that sparked the fire for sure did you start
0: meeting people around colorado that were shooting
1: um so that was like right at the time where i went to college so this time i was I, i had the camera and i was in oregon um and it was it was just a passion project honestly like yeah yeah it was just something i was super interested in um and it fit well with what i was doing at the time so yeah yeah
0: dude that's funny that's that's kind of like my story. Like the camera at least was kind of always around and it was fun. I, like I love to shoot mm-hmm. and I would do it and I'd have it there. And that, that was always like the thing that I, I did and I enjoyed more than anything, but for some reason it took a while for that to click. You yeah, know, for sure. like, I don't know, like when did, when did that click happen for you? Like, when did you kind of look at the camera and like, whoa, Hey dude, uh, like, I think we're kind of meant to like do this thing together. Did you have that?
1: Yeah. Um, I did. Yeah, I actually, it's an interesting story. I, basically when I was going to school, I ended up, I stopped running after my freshman year there, which took a lot of like, it added time to my schedule and I wasn't super passionate about what I was going to school for at the time. Um, I was kind of lost, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I I took a moment to outline my dream job and I think I had like four major things. I wanted to be outside, be yeah. creative travel and be able to connect with people so i outlined this and then um, i i saw a lot of people who were who were using you know the cameras to to build this type of lifestyle for them yeah and uh, that's kind of where it started yeah i was i was super depressed and i went home to colorado for the summer and i decided not to get an internship or get a job and i just um like i decided i was gonna freelance photography and i didn't know anything about it at the time So basically after running, I knew that if I, this was kind of my motto going into it. If I do something every single day and if you have that discipline, then you're going to be able to like build something incredible from that. Yeah. Right. So I was shooting every single day. I was going outside and like taking pictures all the time. I get my friends to go out, we go camping, you know, we were, we were basically doing stuff we were doing already, um, just with a camera. Yeah. And so that's like really where I found, uh, found a lot of passion and purpose. And that kind of sparked my journey from there.
0: Dude, that's so rad. Yeah. It's, it's cool too, because when I, when I first read, um, four hour work week with Tim, by Tim Ferriss, have you read that book before? I actually haven't.
1: I've I've heard it though.
0: Well, you're, you're already on the money with it because he talks about lifestyle design and that, that was kind of like what you're talking about. Like, that's what I did as well, where, where, what he talks about is, you know, essentially the same thing where you kind of map it out. Like you look at, what you want to do, what you want to get paid like on a yearly basis to be like, all right, like how much money do I need to make the lifestyle that I want to design for myself happen, right? And that kind of goes along with how you did it too where you're like, look, what do I want to do? Boom, four bullet points. I want to be outside. I want to be able to travel. Probably don't want to be tied up to a nine to five. And then you're like, all right, like this makes perfect sense. Now, how do I execute? And it's like, just shoot every day. Just keep shooting, which is the best advice I think you could give anybody starting out is like you know you can go on youtube so much and you can you can look at people's filters and do all that but you're not gonna really understand where you want to go with it until you shoot as much as possible
1: yeah it's kind of funny actually this last bit of time i uh, you know like creative ruts happen all the time but i found myself in like a really deep creative rut and i found this quote online i forget exactly what it was but it was something along the lines of like f inspiration and i was like I resonate with that because I I, felt, I spent so much time just, like, getting inspired, getting inspired, but not actually doing anything. Yeah. And so I just had to go outside and, like, really take advantage of, like, moments and, um, you know, just make things. And, like, it's you, every time you make something, it's probably not going to be exactly what you think it's going to look like, but you're going to get there at some point, you know?
0: Yeah. Did you see your style kind of start to take shape right away? Or, like, does the style that people see now on today's, you know, version of, of your portfolio and your work, like, is that a drastic difference from what it was?
1: I think it is. Um, I think it is pretty drastic. It's like ever changing. And like, I don't know, it's, it's interesting because my passions and my interests change, especially because I'm like, I'm only 22. So
0: yeah. Oh like, yeah. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. I've got yeah. a lot going on, like just in, in just a normal life. So I'm still figuring out myself in a lot of ways and as I do that I'm trying to like be more authentic and more personable with my style I guess I want to make things that like really are meaningful to people instead of things that are just attractive or like you know yeah. well on the internet um, so I, I think that's like right now I'm actually in a really interesting time like living in New York I've been shooting a lot of personal work a lot of studio stuff things that like a lot of people would look at and they wouldn't be like oh that's for Smith right so yeah I'm, I'm always growing uh i think that's really good because once you get stuck in a box creatively it's just like it i don't know it drove me crazy i was doing the same thing every every day when i went outside with a camera at some point so I yeah to kind of reinvent the approach um yeah so but it's, it's good though
0: 22 living in new york sustaining yourself with the camera that's dude that's like actually kind of unbelievable that's crazy like especially since it's in new york city like that's so rad so you've only been out there for four months now when you first went out there did you kind of like okay you found your place to sleep so you weren't sleeping outside so you got your place do you have roommates or is it is it just you
1: yeah i have one roommate we grew up together um in colorado and he's been out here for three years nice what does he do he goes to NYU. Um, he wants to be a director, and then he does some modeling at the same time. Like oh. he's signed to an agency, but it's not something he's super passionate about. For Yeah,
0: rad. But so, it pays
1: the bills and stuff.
0: But... Yeah, that's important. <laughs> uh, so you went out there, and then did you have like uh, a way to to you know hit the ground running when you went out there? Did you have connections to start shooting immediately, or did you did you start you know doing all that once you once you set foot there?
1: It's interesting because I think. So this is, like, my first six months full-time freelancing because I graduated school in May. So I graduated school in May and moved to Portland, kind of, like, got my stuff together and then moved out to New York super impulsively. And I knew freelance is, like, a volatile market, like, when I got into it. But it's, like, it's a lot of ups and downs work-wise. So, like, one month you might not get a project or, like, any any projects. Um, And then the next month you're, like full throttle. So when I moved out here, I picked up a whole bunch of work just super randomly. I think probably through Instagram and like people seeing that I was out here. And then also like the networking possibilities out here are just insane. Like yeah you can grab coffee with a creative director of a crazy brand. Yeah, totally um, just like by hitting them up on LinkedIn or Instagram or email. So yeah, like honestly when I got here, I wasn't here that much. I was out of the city a whole bunch. And since I've been back, um After the holidays, this has been my first stretch in the city. Um, Yeah, but things happen, like, really fast out here. So I'll get hit up for a project that'll be, like, shooting the next day. Yeah. Um,
0: What what does that look like with your projects? Because, like, for me, I mean, dude, especially right now, like, I'm shooting probably three to sometimes four shoots a week but each shoot is about is about probably two to four hours so it's not like I'm spending entire days some are but like when they approach you for your projects does it just you know depend on the client or do you kind of come with the approach of like look I kind of only have a day rate if you want to shoot this is you know it's going to be a full thing like do you take on smaller scale projects
1: yeah I definitely do and I think that that's something like I don't know. I think creatives in the industry sometimes have like egos about <laughs> talking about this type of stuff, but I definitely do. Like I, I take on, I take on what I get, um, yeah. especially right now because I'm so fresh. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm still building a client base. I'm still finding brands that like believe in my vision and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it depends on the client because like over the fall, I, I end up traveling a lot for work. Like I went to New Zealand and Canada and, um, damn, where else? Lao and Bangkok like nice. yeah i was all over the place for a few months um, yeah. but then recently it's like like i had a friend in la who's a concert photographer and he couldn't shoot the musician when she was out here so he gives me a call the day before and is like can you just show up with a camera shoot the stuff like have the turn have the photos turned around this night um and so yeah that that type of stuff comes up and then it's like yeah it's it's all over the place. Yeah, but it's good.
0: Did you did you have experience doing uh, doing the band, or at least just like having it, you know, having the shoot happen in that type of a <laughs> setting, which is super different, you know? So different. Shooting the
1: musician. Yeah,
0: the musician. Yeah, because it's like that's such uh, a different spectrum. It's it's not. It is. It is totally. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Um, no, I had no experience. Well, so <laughs> I've actually been really interested in concert photography for a while. Um, my roommate and portland was jake Chamazine who shoots like lord and panic at the disco nice and so i kind of got to peep into his world of like work and whatnot and i was super intrigued by it and i love music so it's something i wanted to do but when i yeah when i shot it it's it's like so much more fast paced um I accidentally got left at one of the venues <laughs> um, just because they forgot that I was supposed to be, like, caravanning with them. Oh, no. And, yeah. Then they I thought you be, were a like... roadie.
0: They're like, now nah, leave him behind. He'll take all the gear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't
1: know. It's, it's fun, though. Like, I was definitely – it was a learning curve for sure. Um, but I'm glad I did it. And, like, yeah. It's yeah. good to have on the portfolio, too. Like That's rad,
0: know? dude. No, it's cool because, I mean, when you look at all your work, you don't really see a lot of that, right? You see landscapes yeah. and people and – And all that. So when it comes to these people that you've obviously had to have met before you went to New York, um, Uh do do you remember kind of having either that first big trip or that first big just thing where you're with a certain person or a certain group of people that kind of helped like either push you deeper into this field or or just open up some doors? Hmm. I think like,
1: like creatively or professionally.
0: Um, I'm thinking like kind of both like the, like that first trip with, uh, with some, some friends that you were kind of like, let's say like you didn't know them well, or I, I don't know, just like the first time, because yeah. the people that I see on your feed, like they're very recognizable people when it comes to the yeah. Instagram community. And I'm, I'm just kind For of sure. curious, like those, the first couple of trips where you met those people, or at least had coffee with them and talked about shooting. Yeah.
1: I think in what, when I, when I was in the Northwest, I think it was like pretty easy to connect with people. Um, like, Every, everyone kind of knows each other out there because of the internet so yeah I've, I've like run into people just at like popular spots before like i've been at uh like a lookout or something and like someone else pulls up and i'm like holy shit i think i know you from the internet yeah and then we're like oh my gosh i've followed you for like six months um so that's kind of funny but honestly i think creatively like the the trips that happen that really inspire me are, are usually like not with creatives, which is interesting. Like I love being around creatives and I love that energy, but like sometimes it's good just to be around like regular people who really like having fun. You know what I mean? For sure. Like aren't worried about getting the shot all the time. Like, you know, we'll hang out and have those good conversations and like, that's, that's really where my inspiration comes from. I think. Yeah. Um, Just people that are stoked on life. Not necessarily people that are like really stoked on getting a, a photograph or whatnot you know
0: yeah well I'm sure all your buddies out uh out that old way you lived are, are bummed out that you're <laughs> you're so far and you can't shoot in the mountains on a random Saturday
1: yeah I know it is kind of a bummer honestly um yeah this summer though I'm getting I'm getting back out west so I'm, I'm super excited about that
0: nice yeah so when uh when it comes to traveling what mm-hmm. like you you went through a few places uh but the, like la- last year what are what are some places that stuck out that you went to that were just killer
1: Hmm, that's interesting. I think that Laos was probably my favorite place that I went. I went out there to um, shoot some stuff for an elephant conservation. So basically, it's like an ethical elephant. Um, I don't want to call it a camp. A- a ethical elephant, like sanctuary. Right. So they like rescue elephants that have been abused. Like most of the elephants you see in riding camps or like, um, like logging camps are super abused. No, sounds- so. Yeah, for, like, years and years and years. So yeah. these guys will, like, buy the elephants, um, give them a good life, and then um, show that you can have, like, like ethical tourism. Um, you know, you don't have to treat the animals, like, terrible just to, you know, have a have a product that sells or, like, be able to support a local community. So that was incredible. I got to hang out with the elephants for, like, a, a week. Unreal. Um, we got to see Lao, which is, like, still a developing country. Um, and it was probably one of the most, like, life-changing trips I've taken. That's epic. That was dude. really cool. Who did you go out there with? I went out with my friend Nezrin and Riley. They're both from Portland. Um, Nezrin's a photographer. Riley's a model. Um, and, yeah, it was a great time. The, the company is called Mandala Elephant Conservation, though, so... Nice. Did yeah. they
0: did they reach out to you to come um, out
1: there? Actually, actually uh, Nezrin was the one that was in contact with them, so she, she knew the guy, and they'd been talking about doing something like this for a while, so... Yeah, they got me on board. It was great.
0: Nice, man. And then I, in, in going through your uh, your site and also just seeing it on your feed, so I want to talk about Peru.
1: Oh, Peru is, yeah, that's, wow, I can't believe I overlooked that. Peru is actually life-changing experience.
0: Yeah, and you were with your dad too, right?
1: Yeah, so it was a nice. 21-day trip, and we just, like, backpacked around. And it, Yeah, I was in, oh, my gosh, I can't even start. <laughs> well, it was yeah, incredible. start. <laughs> <laughs> um have you seen there's this short film called the important places um mm. have you seen it
0: no i don't watch enough short films
1: okay it's about um this guy his name's Forrest as well which is also interesting yeah and his dad um used to raft a lot and kayak and it's about this like return to um what he calls like the important places these places where you feel really alive and um so he takes his father down the grand canyon after like like 40 years of him not having like rafted it or something so it was it was kind of a trip like that like honestly my i have a great connection with my dad i love him so much yeah and we got to go and just experience this like incredible environment we were backpacking through the mountains for days and it was like i just it it was like seeing him young again oh Um, man that's amazing yeah it was so insane i loved it
0: does he have or did you get a lot of characteristics from him when it comes to being outdoors and traveling and, and doing that or is that kind of taking him yeah. out of his comfort zone
1: No definitely my dad uh like a little backstory my dad lived in a teepee for 2 years after um graduating
0: Oh so, yeah. like... you guys are the same there you go
1: <laughs> Yeah yeah they they raised me well um we were always outside doing stuff when I was a kid there's something like 52 14 like mountains that are like above 14,000 feet in Colorado. Yeah. And by the time I was 12, we climbed like 23 of them. So Unreal. we were out like every weekend doing that type of stuff.
0: Dude. Are they stoked on, uh, on the, you know, the choices and the, the path for you?
1: Yeah. It's kind of funny. My, um, my mom, her dad, my, so my grandfather was a photographer, um, nice. growing up, which yeah. is interesting because like the industry has changed so much. So, so much. So like they didn't have a lot of opportunity, like financially it wasn't that stable back then. Um, so she was definitely super skeptical when I was like, hey, mom, I'm going to be a photographer. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, no, you're not. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, since then, like, she's seen that it's actually, like, I think a viable way for me to support myself and, like, you know, see the world and yeah, yeah. Just pursue my passion.
0: Dude, we live in such a weird, crazy time where you can make this thing work. And it doesn't really honestly can. take a lot other than, Working your ass off, like that would be one of my biggest pieces of advice too. Is like, no matter what, you're gonna be probably pulling ten to twelve hour days. No matter what that means, that could be editing and shooting, that can be just editing, that could be kind of grinding to to meet people and network and do all that. What Mm -hmm. like what what does your what does your workflow look like on like I mean not a daily basis because it's changing, but like weekly. Yeah. Like, what does that look like?
1: It's interesting. Um, Since I've been in New York, I've just been trying to. I hate the word network, but I think it is kind of what I've been doing. Um, yeah. But like, I think meet the people that are super inspiring and like believe in my vision and I believe in theirs and they want to build because, okay. So the thing about networking, at least I found you got to network like lateral, you can't network up. So yeah. you got to like meet the people around you that are really inspiring and really have um, that drive and motivation right. and you get in with them. And then you make really incredible stuff together instead of being like, oh, here's this person that's, like, way high up on this company. I'm going to try to meet them so they can get me a job. Um, So, yeah, since I've been out here, I've honestly just been, like, networking a lot. And then um, I also create a lot of, like, personal work while I'm out here, like, shooting in the studio. Yeah, I think typical day usually I like go get coffee and I grind at the coffee shop for a while. Mm -hmm. My friends have a studio, I go over there. Rad. Um, you know, meetings, whatever. And then I've been journaling a lot, just like writing down and brainstorming for the future. So nice, dude. Yeah.
0: So being in the studio, which is obviously a, it's a big change from from the work that it seems like you do a lot, but it's a necessary Mm -hmm. one because it's you know, like let's be real, those shoots. They also pay very well, so it's good to know how to mm-hmm. shoot in a studio. What was the uh, what was the learning curve like for you, like learning about strobes and lighting and, and all that?
1: It's been incredibly steep.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not I easy. I still don't
1: have it figured out. Yeah. yeah, I still don't have it figured out, but it's been great. I, I was uh, studio assisting for a while, so yeah, I would just assist like photographers that I really liked or I'd met, um, which is great. And then I've just been like learning how to deal with like subjects and have have a like a greater creative vision because I think when you're doing the outdoor stuff, like the moments kind of present themselves. Like my approach creatively was always like I'm gonna go outside with people that I really yeah, enjoy. We're gonna and, like, walk for a incredible while. Experience. And, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Then we take pictures and like capture the capture the mood. But when you're in the studio it's like oh it's canvas. So
0: different. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you have to know what you're what you're going for and what you're trying to capture. Like what type of references you want symbolically and like yeah i'm still figuring it out but it's been great well here's um, the thing with the
0: studio life too which i i found and i learned the hard way is even if you don't know what's going on you have to look like you know what's <laughs> what's happening and then you have to you shit kind of to get
1: Yeah, you fake
0: it till you make it. Yeah, dude, I, uh, so I started, uh, when I started assisting in 2012, um, for Interscope, it was a photographer for Interscope, and we would shoot, like, Lady Gaga and 50 Cent and The Game Mm -hmm. and, like, all those Interscope artists, and, um, I learned very quickly how you should at least run a shoot on that scale, and that, yeah, that really helped me learn, for one, how, how tough it can be, but for two, that, like, productions need to just they almost need to seem bigger than they actually need to be if that makes sense right like yeah it's such a weird thing Is like you need i feel like you need so much gear to like make it work but really at the end of the day like you can do it all in like a, a small controlled space but but like learning the ropes when it comes to like every aspect of a big shoot is important because one day you're going to get approached for a big shoot and you're kind of going to need to know how to run it you know
1: yeah well so it's i think my trajectory with photography has been really interesting like so it started out as this like passion project right and then I was putting a lot of my photographs on the internet like on Instagram and I kind of like learned how the media worked so all of a sudden I was like blowing up on the internet and I had like 150,000 followers and I was I was like I don't know how to take a picture like seriously like (laughs) I don't know how to take a commercial picture like yeah if, if I'm approached by a client like I don't know if I can deliver anything that's like really really marketable yeah um or like yeah like valuable so Mm -hmm. it's interesting i'm still going through that right now like i'm still trying to pick up the skill sets and learn as i go yeah um which is which is interesting i just think like you you just have to never stop pushing yourself you know you gotta be in that mind state all the time for sure are
0: you are you repped do you have an agency that you work with
1: um no not currently just you like yeah i'm I'm trying to like meet people um yeah, it's
0: yeah I don't know. how I, I mean, I'm into it. I think I would definitely do it. But like, how do you feel about, you know, kind of putting that into someone else's hands?
1: It's interesting, because I feel like once you start working with other people, like on that scale, you kind of lose some of your like artistic vision. And yeah. That's something I've been going through recently. Like, I'm trying to put together a project for the summer. And I'm in the early stages of building it out and like finding the right type of people I want to be working with. Right. And, um, yeah like some of the best advice i've had was from a friend he's like make sure you have a very strong vision before you go into the the pitches and all of this because um the more people you get involved the more people are going to have a say in like how you're making your things right and so yeah i definitely want to be able to make things that are like truly truly me and truly authentic um and also like the fact is is i've only been like really really freelancing for like six months so I'm still figuring everything out, <laughs> man. That's wild. I'm not too, too stressed. Uh, but I think what happens is gonna, you know, what needs to happen will happen. We'll see. We'll see if, if I'm working with somebody in the future like that. Yeah. Who knows?
0: So what are your, uh, what are your personal projects looking like now?
1: Um, right now, I've just been shooting a lot of, um, I've been trying to get better in the studio. So that's like something. And then, I don't know. Just like weird stuff. I, I kind of like started photography, like from a, like more like quote unquote fine art stance. I was Uh in like all these experimental photo classes in college and stuff. So I've been, I have some projects that I want to do on that, that realm. And then right now I'm trying to put together a, um, it's like going to be a three to four month road trip this summer, like living out of my car. Nice. So By yourself? Solo? Um, it's going to be semi solo. I'm trying to bring out as many people as possible. I want to have like, you know, creatives or friends come out and like yeah. stay with me for certain stretches of the road. I think my parents are going to come out um, and camp with me for a couple of weeks. Oh, so. that's
0: right. So, are you in the process of mapping that trip out now? Yes. Yeah, dude, that's got to be a beast. Three to four months of planning. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What 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 areas are you trying to hit? Like
1: everything? Yeah, it's gonna be like Southwest. My parents live in Arizona right now, so oh, nice. Yeah, what uh, What part of Arizona there. are they in? prescott arizona it's like two hours um northwest of phoenix okay cool um yeah it's a dope little town i love it yeah that's rad dude
0: yeah that's gonna be a fun trip that uh, man it's one of those things that i've always wanted to do but it's it's hard unless you can just like you just gotta commit you just gotta commit you just gotta commit to going and be like all right well i'm gonna do that i have a buddy that uh that just rode a motorcycle like full circle around the entire country he spent a month doing it which is is kind of fast he's not a photographer he's a tattoo artist but uh um yeah if he was a photographer it would have taken probably three to four months but yeah he just like he had to plan it out too and like it was a it was a huge like even one month was just insanity because you really have to look at every day and especially when you get you know like i mean we're in california so we don't have crazy crazy conditions but like when you get up like i'm sure you know well like when you get yeah. up towards like the PNW and all that, like you have to be careful because there's certain yeah. times and certain times of year where you can't go through certain areas.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I'm starting in the Southwest because like I've always wanted to, it's interesting. My parents moved to Arizona and every time I go back there, it's either insanely cold or insanely hot. So I haven't really gotten to explore it too much. Yeah. Like when you go onto the desert in the winter, it is so frigid. I yeah. tried to, like I went backpacking last year, last january there and our water was freezing by like five o'clock at night we were like huddled three people in a two-person tent it was just like man it was kind of miserable but also incredible so i'm I'm looking to do that in the spring like early spring or late spring see that when it's not too hot and then move up to colorado obviously i got like friends up there because i grew up there right and then you know wyoming montana just like those kind of iconic western landscapes Um, yeah yeah so that's that's the goal um, are you gonna
0: are you gonna do something uh, like with physical copies of that or are you gonna do that all all online portfolio hopefully physical yeah. I, I
1: want to have like the culmination of the project be something physical um, we'll see I have a friend who he runs this company called field mag and so they they have like online publications and uh, yeah I really want to want to work with them they've got some really really cool stuff in the works so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah,
0: nice, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be excited for that, for sure. So New York will always be kind of home base for the meantime.
1: Yeah, I think so. I really love it out here. Um, there's just so much to experience and, like, so many incredible people out here. It's, like, just a creative hub. Like, yeah. I've got probably five or six galleries online within, like, a four-block radius. I mean, they just have incredible artwork. You know, like, I can walk in there on a Thursday and just see, like, mind-blowing art. So. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. I love it.
0: That's rad, dude. Okay, so I have uh, I have fill in the blank questions that I thought about. <laughs> I have three of Sweet. them. Sweet. I have three of them. All I'll right. So the first one is, if I could have any lens, one lens, I
1: would have a. Mm. Damn, that's tough. I think I love my twenty four millimeter prime, but it's not that versatile. So I go oh. with the twenty four to seventy.
0: Yeah, the, but I uh, do
1: like everything on twenty four. So
0: is yeah. that the the two eight or the f four?
1: The one, one 1.4. Oh, yeah? The Canon one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I know. I, I really went deep on that one. Yeah. Um, so it that, paid off, though. It
0: it's did, different. right? Because, like, okay, that was obviously your go-to for, for landscape, right? For a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you find that having a prime lens for, for landscape was, was beneficial?
1: Yeah, I almost did it as, like, a creative challenge. Because yeah. I started on zoom lenses all the time, and I was like, I don't know. I just wanted to switch it up um yeah so getting the 24 was like i heard great things about it
0: yeah know, so,
1: um, yeah it's definitely my favorite lens like i shoot almost everything on it when i'm outside it didn't leave my camera for like three months seriously i like didn't take it off my camera
0: yeah man i want to uh i want to get i think i want to get the 16 to 35
1: yeah that's for landscape
0: for sure. um i do the 24 to 70 for almost everything that's like my go-to mm-hmm. um yeah, that's a and good then one. the little nifty 50 that that's beautiful too i i, I love pop that on 50. <laughs> but I don't I don't get too crazy like I think the deepest I go is 85 millimeter I have an 85 millimeter prime yeah um I don't I don't have anything past that how, how deep do you get with with
1: that I have a 70 to 200 Yeah. And I love that lens um but it's definitely like for me at least it's like a specialty lens I yeah. use it in like certain instances but I always crank it up to 200 because I love the compression it has. yeah
0: oh man so. that thing's nice I had one for a year and a half I shot paintball tournaments Really? For a little no bit, jokes. yeah, yeah. I started playing paintball for for a while in high school. I actually quit baseball in high school to play paintball. I uh, love it. Yeah, but no. I, then I be I uh, started shooting and like had like a media pass and I would go to tournaments and I'd have like a lens that was bigger than me at the time because I was like seventeen. Uh, yeah. but I dig that lens. That's uh, you can you can put a down payment on a car with that lens. <laughs> that thing is ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Um Okay. Know, yeah. Next one. Uh, if I could live anywhere in the world, I would live in. Yeah, it's hard. Damn,
1: other than New York, right now
0: (laughs) we can do New York.
1: I I love New York. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it was interesting. So when I graduated, when I graduated college, I didn't really know what I was doing, and I was, I told myself I was either going to live in the middle of nowhere or the middle of everything. Yeah. Um, and so I was looking at moving to like Anchorage, Alaska, or like Whitefish, and um, or like back home to Crested Butte, like Colorado. Yeah. So. I ended up going with New York and it's been like the toughest thing in the world, but I definitely, I love it here. So I think it, at some point in the, in the near future, I'm going to move somewhere that's like off the grid, um, yeah. Dude, like super in the middle of nowhere. Alaska, man. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, so you went, uh, I saw you went what, like half, like six, six months ago. Is that when you were there? Yeah, it was,
1: it was last June. It was like right when I got out of school. It man. Was absolutely stunning.
0: That was about the time I was there too. I was there last uh, last April. What part what part were, were you in?
1: Um, so I spent a lot of time in Anchorage and like the surrounding area. And yeah. then I went up to this town called McCarthy, which is like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's probably like forty people strong. Like most people take a plane into it. It is so off the beating path. It is insane. I loved it. Nice. And then I went down to Homer for a bit. Yeah, um, dude, we
0: were in Homer. Did you go to uh did you go to that bar? What is it? The uh, oh man, is it the salt? the salt what is it the salty dog is that what it's called did you go there i think
1: i know what you're talking with, about with yeah, all the I one dollar
0: bills <laughs> up on the ceiling that's in Homer, home oh, right? i did yeah yes, i did go to that. yeah
1: it was wonderful yeah it's yeah. a great place people are great there homer
0: homer's rad yeah i was there i was there in april so i was there like right before you
1: that's awesome
0: man was that your first time there
1: yeah i went when it was like it was light all day too yeah
0: oh yeah I have a picture of my buddy on a on a kayak in the middle of a lake. We were on near Cooper Landing, and it was at two a.m. and It looks yeah. like it was at five p.m. in like a normal person's life, but is it was
1: at two in the morning? Yeah, no, that uh, sounds about right, dude. Alaska, man. What
0: what kind of stuff did you get into out there?
1: Um, I was like kind of go with the flow. Honestly, went on these like road trips. I like up to uh, up to McCarthy. That was like an eight day trip. Nice. And, um down to homer but oh yeah probably the craziest thing i did was my friend out there the person i was staying with she had a friend who has had a boat and they were going out on um, the prince william sound and we like boated probably an hour and a half into the sound and there's literally like glaciers coming down from the mountains going straight into the ocean yeah like mind-blowing and we found this little bay um and we, like, anchored in the bay and then just kayaked around for probably, like, just hours on end. Yeah. It was so beautiful. We saw bears, went hiking. Um, oh, wow. Everything. Yeah. surreal. So, yeah, like, a lot of just, like, the outdoor stuff, you know, kayaking around. Yeah. Um, hiking. Saw some glaciers. It nice, was great. Nice,
0: dude. Yeah, that's great. I want to try to go to Alaska at least once a year because there's so much to do. There's so many places to go, mm-hmm. which is never, never ending. Rad. Okay, so last one. Last fill in the blank. I, uh, if I wasn't a
1: photographer, I would be a. Oh, wow. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't asked myself that question in like two years. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay.
0: That's hard. That's why it's yeah. last.
1: I would want to be a writer. Yeah. Yeah. I love writing. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's rad. I don't know. It has to be something creative though.
0: Yeah. Are you going to do sure. a lot of writing on, uh, on this trip?
1: Around the yeah uh,
0: the country yeah
1: yeah hopefully um hopefully hopefully we'll see how it goes I'm trying to like I don't know I, I used to put stuff up on my website like blog type stuff and so I'm gonna start doing that again just to like kind of engage people and um, share a little more of the journey than just photographs yeah
0: man storytelling that is like I feel like that's the theme like that is so 2019 mm-hmm. right now but it's true like <laughs> like you know like yeah. just kind of being even if it's like being vulnerable, like people like to see that you're a real human and that is kind of the best way to do it.
1: That's the move right now. I'm all about, I'm all about vulnerability right now. Yeah. For real. Um, yeah, I'm trying to like leverage the platform a bit more to be honest, because I think that's like something social media needs right now.
0: Yeah, man. So what, what is, uh, I mean, shit, you have, you have this ship coming up, like what in your, in your eyes, what's like the forest 2019, like kind of, I mean, I know you can't plan it cause you're doing freelance and like, you know, every month is different, but like where, mm-hmm. where would you like to see, you know, your business going forward?
1: Damn. Um, I think like professionally, I want to kind of stabilize a bit and like find brands that I'm really, really stoked on to work with, like really, really stoked on. Um, because I think when you find those those right fits that are like super fire and like there's really good energy um you just make better stuff you know and you're inspired to like go out and shoot all the time yeah so i think like that's where i want to be i also want to shoot more um I, i would love to shoot more music because i had a really good time with that um and then beyond that i think like creatively i'm just trying to like find my vision a bit more yeah and find my way to be unique and find my way to really communicate things that are important with my photographs. Um, because for a really long time, I was just going outside and taking pictures that like get people stoked on the outdoors, which I, which I love. Like I, am all about the stoke, but I think at the end of the day, I really want to be able to like speak to people yeah. and, um, like honestly like change people's lives you know because we have the opportunity to do that yeah for so, sure i want to make people's lives better at the end of the day yeah
0: so last question then kind of in the same vein all right let's say there's there's a there's an 18 year old with a camera who just mm-hmm. finishes high school and he wants to he wants to do it he wants to make it work he doesn't have any any connections he doesn't have any networking you know at the moment and he has a camera and he has a, a will to do it what what would you say to that person
1: i would tell them wow that's really tough i think at the end of the day i would tell them work really hard don't expect anything less than that i think honestly it is incredibly tough to like be a photographer and be unique and like make it happen you gotta really focus but at the end of the day to don't sacrifice your own creative vision and be yourself this happened to me too like honestly i got super influenced by what other people were making and especially like instagram like putting up putting things up on the internet and seeing like how people react like oh i get more likes on this type of a photo than other photos i started drifting from what i really wanted to do and wanted to say so i would say like work really hard surround yourself with people that believe in you and don't sacrifice like your creative vision and yourself because those are like the most important things in the world
0: dude i love that man that's so it's so true like it's like your creative vision and your voice at the end of the day, because this market is very saturated. There's a ton of people, but everyone has their own voice and and you kind of need to stick with that because that Mm -hmm. is what's going to, you know, kind of push you forward and and kind of, you know, break you out of that mold of just starting out and like kind of give you, you know, and also it's fun. Like it's fun to have that vision because over time it's going to change and it's going to get different and it's going to take, different shape like it's never gonna look like how it first starts right like never no for
1: sure but that's
0: that's the fun in it too is like kind of finding and and crafting you know like what that looks like for you specifically yeah yeah. Yeah.
1: it's like designing your life like what you said earlier yeah man Uh -uh.
0: lifestyle design
1: love it it's great
0: cool man dude i uh i appreciate you coming on i really appreciate that uh you gave us the time and and i'm glad that we were able to make it work and and all that
1: yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, um, dude. It's really been a pleasure. Can you
0: let people know um, if they don't already follow you, how they can find you and, like, your website and all that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, my Instagram handle is Lost in the forest, forest with two R's, and my website is Hayforest.com. So, yeah, check it out. Um, shoot Perfect. me a DM, you know, if you want to connect. I'm always open to answer questions, whatever it be. Yeah.
0: I appreciate you. Thank you so much, and good luck with this, uh, this three- to four-month journey across – America, if you come down near uh, near L.A., uh, let us know for sure. We'll get coffee. Yeah, comfy.
1: I'll keep you posted. Thank you so much,
0: man. All right, man. That'll do it, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening to that episode. Forrest, thank you so much for the time. I was in the middle of a cabin in the woods, but I had Wi-Fi, so I could make that happen, and I'm glad that we were able to do it. Um, technology's crazy, right? New York City... California mountains, seamless conversation. Like what? Anyways, uh all right, you guys. Check out Forrest's work at heyforest.com. Check out his Instagram and say hey to him at lostintheforest. Say hey to us at Darkroom. You can say hey to me at Dane Diener. Um, yeah. All right, you guys. Well, I hope your 2019 is going strong. We are approaching February, so that's one month down. And I hope you guys are crushing it, whatever you're doing. And yeah. All right, you guys. Well, we will. Uh, we will see you all next week.